breaking news at the XJ Talk Show News Desk. Clan of wrestling midgets attacked and killed by a gaggle of fake hookers. Full story right after this. Hey, stud. It's time for the XJ Talk Show. Now, here's my two favorite boys, Tony and Josh. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Glad to be back this week. Uh, my name is Tony. I'm also known as Motoroy on XJTalk.com, which is a premier Jeep Cherokee forum. And uh, here's my co-host. I'm Josh, otherwise known as NW99XJ or Northwest99XJ. And we're not just a premier Jeep site on the winter webs. We are the premier Jeep site <laughs> on the winter webs. Well, gee, I, you know, I don't get, I don't, I hope it wasn't false modesty I was going with. I mean, there's, there's so many other Jeep sites out there and uh, <laughs> there's some really good Jeep Cherokee sites. We're, uh, we're just another one of those, but uh Gosh, I'm I'm just really proud to be a part of XJTalk.com, and uh, if you guys aren't already aware of it, that's why we do the podcast was because of the uh, the website, and uh, you know we talk about Jeeps, uh, Cherokees, we we talk about MJs, TJs, uh, Grand Cherokees, uh, we uh, uh, talk badly about Liberties, and we talk very very badly about the 2014 Jeep Cherokee. Oh, yes, we most certainly do. It's uh, otherwise known as the Cherokee. We all love to hate, and uh, yeah, it's uh, no exception over here. But uh, don't don't get us wrong. We're not just like all the rest of the uh, the Cherokee uh, websites where, uh, uh, and, and I'm not going to say they, they do it 100% of the time, but it's just enough to piss you off where somebody comes in and says, Google's your friend. Uh, you know, that question's been asked a thousand times before, or, or my God, you're posting to a really old post. We don't do that crap at xjtalk.com everybody has to learn not everybody is a forum master not everybody's a jeep cherokee master mechanic so we're there to help you and uh uh, answer your questions and and damn it uh ask that question and and, you know if your mom won't spell the word for you we know we're not going to tell you to go look it up the dictionary we'll look it up for you that's right xjtalk.com probably one of the friendliest jeep sites out on the web and of course chock full of a lot of useful information a ton of people that have been in the exact same shoes that you are in right now or maybe that you have been in the past uh tons of useful tech tips as well as well some good entertainment as well yeah and now if you are the type individual where you do like berating uh people that don't know as much as you there's plenty of forums out on the internet where you can have lots of fun and, uh, and, and frankly, if you do that on xjtalk.com, we're going to respect you just like we respect any other uh, member on the site. And we're going to send you to PM. We're going to edit your post. Uh, we're going to tone it down a, a notch or 20, depending on how bad it is. And uh, <laughs> we're going to counsel you privately so that we're not uh, embarrassing you in front of the, the general public. So we try to do it on the up and up. We try to have respect for everybody, even for the folks that uh, don't seem to want to be respected because of the way they try to deal with uh, people from the, as I put it, the relative security behind their screen from a thousand miles away. Well, I'm glad you brought up the point of other sites and stuff, Tony. And one of the things we're going to get to later on in the show is talking about some of the other sites and, well, how XJ Talk uh, measures up to some of those. Uh, so you guys stick around. We're going to get to all sorts of stuff. We're going to play a little bit of our game that we haven't played in a while called uh, You Bought What? That's going to be real fun. And Tony and I are going to share some, uh, well, some tech tips for you later on in the show as well. Yep, uh, we've got some uh, voicemails. Uh, we also have uh, something we haven't done in a while, the uh, Amazon You Bought What Tonight. 
Yep, that's going to be a lot of fun as well. And folks, uh, speaking of voicemails, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, we have a 24-7 voicemail line that you guys can reach the show through. You got a comment about the show, you want to share your own idea for a Jeep tips or an electrical and audio tips, maybe there's a Jeep-related news story in the uh, in the papers or on the interwebs that you found you'd like to share with us. Well, anything that you could possibly think of, you can give that 24-7 voicemail line a call and share your piece. That number is 530-675-4102. Chances are the message you leave might just end up on the show. And uh, speaking of that, let's get to uh, this week with uh, Nikki G. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, this is Nikki G. I'm uh, off the show, and I gotta tell you, I am very jealous of uh, Josh and Matt getting to go off road, especially out of state. That's that's gotta be great. I wish I could go off road more. I've, I've logged lots of hours, hundreds of hours off road. Uh, not much of it intentional, though. I'd like to I'd like to go somewhere and see see some different sites and stuff. Well, what I do is really can't be called off-road as much as it's called uh, trespassing through construction zones. And that's about it. All right, guys, I will chat at you later. You guys have a good one. Bye. You know, uh, first off, thanks a lot for calling in, Nikki G. We really appreciate that. Uh, you know, Josh, I was just thinking of something when he said about construction zones. Uh, I was listening to uh, uh, Dan and his uh, 4x4 podcast last week. I forget what episode it was. And uh, he was uh, he was talking with somebody that was in Arkansas, and okay. they were talking about where that they have so many millions and millions of acres that they can go off road in Arkansas. And I can't remember if he said he was from Texas or he had. To, oh no, they have uh, they have this uh, this thing that they put on up there in Arkansas, and, and he gets a lot of people from Texas because even though Texas is so big, it's all privately owned and fenced off and there is like very little or no public lands available to go off road. And I was really, really surprised. I remember I took the family out uh, in the Jeep. It was right after I'd done the lift and uh, took the family out and I was going to show the girls uh, some fossils because I had gone deer hunting one of the few times I've been deer hunting uh, out to West Texas. And uh, I was just surprised that everywhere you looked, fossils just everywhere now it was marine life it wasn't any of the you know the big dinosaur stuff so you know there's a lot of marine life that has uh, come and gone so uh, obviously they've left a lot of fossils but just the idea of everywhere you looked so we were out there uh, I, and I didn't remember exactly where I was because it had been many years earlier and uh, I also was kind of interested in getting off-road with my jeep especially you know after lifting it and putting the tires on it Oh yeah, sure. And every place we went was fenced. There was no place that I could even just take off across a field. And I, I was thinking to myself, there must be several billion dollars of fencing material here in Texas because <laughs> it is it is all fenced. And I thought, how horrible is this? This is a huge state. It's the it's the frontier. It was at at one time and wide open spaces and. The wide open spaces are still there, but they just have these big fences around them. 
Yeah, that's too bad. I mean, at least you guys have something down there that we don't have up here, which are actual bona fide off-road parks. And uh, I see those kind of things like on uh, on Power Block Extreme 4x4, uh, which is a great show. I, I love that show. Uh, and it seems like they always take their their rigs out, you know, for a test run or a shakedown run to these off-road parks. And it's all, you know, private land, and they've got these very specific runs and different trail systems and stuff like that. Now, we've got trail systems and areas we off-road that are are legal up here, but we don't have those off-road parks, these OHV parks, which to me sounds like, well, like a water park or an amusement park kind of, but for off-roading. Uh, now, of course, I've never been to one, uh, you know, an official you know, off-road park, but uh, it's something that we don't have up here in the Northwest. So, you know, I consider, um, you know, areas like perhaps Arkansas or even Texas or these other places out in the Midwest that uh, that have those sort of things. Well, quite lucky that they at least have a place they can still go to and wheel legally if they want. Now, you've gone some places recently, not not uh, the Rubicon, but I mean, prior to that, you went some places that wasn't an off-road park. Oh, no, no. The, the, these were off-road. Like, uh, for instance, uh, the place I usually go to, it's about an hour, hour and a half drive from from where I live. It's called the Tillamook State Forest. And this is a state forest by all intents and purposes. It's it's regulated by the Oregon Department of Forestry. And there is a, a mapped out, uh, sanctioned, uh, maintained trail system up there. Uh, and it's actually quite expansive, in fact. And there's, there's a few others around the area that are a little bit smaller. That just so happens to be the biggest and probably by far the most popular, uh, at least here in, in Oregon. Now, there's some, uh, there's some stuff up in Washington, in fact, where I was at uh, earlier, this, um, earlier this summer, late spring, uh, that I went to. That was up in Washington. And that was a lot of fun. And it's the same sort of thing. It's, it's state land. Uh, it's public land that uh, they have developed trail systems for off-roading on that are maintained by, uh, by the state usually. Now, at least up in uh, by my neck of the woods, a lot of the trail systems are adopted. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, NAXJA, North American XJ Association. We have uh, we have a trail that we've adopted, and um, you know it's it's up to us to make sure that you know litter is picked up if there is any, um, and we do some routine maintenance and stuff like that on it. So it, there there's a lot of stuff like that, and it develops the stewardship with the state and uh, and local governments uh, that well, it's that relationship, that stewardship that promotes this kind of off-roading. It promotes land use, open land use. It promotes us having access to public land. It's public land. Why shouldn't we have access to it? And, and so with that kind of relationship, uh, you know, trails get developed, trails get built, trails stay open uh, because nobody likes it when a trail gets closed for whatever reason, whether it be, you know, because of, um, you know, a rock harvesting or a forestation process uh, or some jackass being stupid and going up there and tearing things up and going off the trail or, or, you know, getting injured or something like that. You know, it's, it's, it's all about maintaining uh, a good relationship and keeping the trails open. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I still, that still rubs me the wrong way. Uh, I understand if it's uh, a public land and uh, they're, uh, you know, letting you in there to, and you need to behave and do things right. That's fine. I guess the, the problem, and I've, I've mentioned this before that, that I have with that is that, uh, uh, a little old Jeep or even a, a monster truck is uh, going to do a limited amount of damage uh, to uh, this uh, big old huge thing we call Earth. And I think people get a little overboard in their uh, tree hugginess uh, oh, yeah. of, you know, this clump of grass or this creature that uh, is only living here for, you know, in this area because of this water and blah, blah, blah. Well, if they were... 
<laughs> if they were meant to keep living, they would be a little more tenacious. <laughs> yeah, God, God forbid anything were to happen to the wily spotted dung beetle or something like that. You know? <laughs> so I don't mean to be uncaring to the environmentalists, uh, but bite me. Uh, <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Well, in, in fact, you know, I, I had some, I had some dealings with them, uh, just last year when we were, um, re redeveloping a trail, um, that we had, uh, that we had adopted. And, and there was a, there was a closure due to a rock harvesting operation where they, you know, brought in a big drilling rig and they put it where they weren't supposed to, they drilled and then blasted the hillside to harvest all these rocks. And, uh, you think harvesting rock, you think it was <laughs> like you know, growing corn. No, Endangered not exactly. Rock. Well, the, the company that, that did that, they ended up using a little bit too much dynamite or whatever, and it fractured that hillside. And the Oregon Department of Forestry said, okay, well that's, that's, you know, not safe anymore for vehicle travel. So we're just going to close that trail. And we didn't like that. They didn't really like having to do that. So we had to, well, we didn't have to, but we, um, we stepped up to the plate and said, oh, well, hey, tell you what. If we redesign a new trail system here, um, if we redesign this trail, can we incorporate it into the existing system and, um, and build it while you guys keep this open? And they said, absolutely. Well, one of the biggest things that we had to, we had to uh, account for was sustainability. We had to keep these nuts happy. And so, you know, we had to make sure that there was, you know, proper erosion control and that the trail was going to be sustainable in the long term. Now, sure, anybody can just cut a swath through, you know, a hillside and say, okay, ready, go. Uh, but, you know, over the course of, you know, months, a couple few seasons or a few years, well, that could end up being a huge massive rut or it could end up being, uh, you know, potential landslide or, you know, whatever. And, uh, and so, you know, the sustainability and environmental control uh, really was crucial in the in development of this new trail. And we're, it's still a work in progress, mind you, but it was just one of those things that we had to do. Now... It, you know, it's, it's not so bad, you know, when you take into account the large, the bigger picture, if we got to, well, put a little berm here and we got to put some gravel there or something like that. Um, that's not uh, really that bad in the bigger picture. If it keeps the enviro nuts off our back, as long as the trail's open, I don't care. Yeah, I know. And there's nothing wrong with it. If, if you're okay with that, you don't have to not be okay with it. That's just, that's just me. And uh, that goes for, for you guys listening as well. Uh, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way, uh, especially when it's private land. Public land, uh, well, you know, you kind of got to do what you got to do. Uh, right. Private land, that's when it pisses me off whenever people start coming in and saying, you know, oh, no, no, sorry. You know, whoa, 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 whoa this is my land. <laughs> I paid for it. You didn't. Uh, it's not the bigger picture. It's not any of that. Uh, I'll, I'll dig out three miles down. Uh, edge to edge property line if I want to, <laughs> and and you better stay ten feet back. <laughs> but anyway, it's just uh, I guess uh, that's just the the old way of thinking, Josh. Uh, the uh, the old folks not thinking that uh, uh, that land is anything other than uh, a possession, and and that's definitely the way I look at it. No, I, I'm with you there. I, I personally wish that uh, you know that uh, well for you, for instance, if you've got these big land barons and they've got these massive expanses of private land that are just sitting there mm -hmm. doing nothing. You know, it's, it's just, you know, 10,000 square miles of dirt. Well, why not do something with it? Why not bring in something like an OHV park? Why not make some money off of it? Why not give some recreation back to the public? You know, it's going to be used. It's going to bring in income. It's going to generate revenue and hell, a lot of people are going to have a really good time. 
So, you know, why not, you know, get rid of some of that stuffiness and, uh, and bring out a couple bulldozers and bring in some rocks and let's do this. Yeah. I mean, I, hell I'd be all for just, uh, opening it up and let people go on it. Uh, the downside to that, of course, is liability and, uh, you know, people on your, uh, on your property, uh, uh, we got to do something about the legal system in this country, the, how litigious, uh, our society is and, and keeps us really from doing things because there's other people that would rather sue than uh, work for a living. Yeah. Don't get me started on all that nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's another podcast. <laughs> I'm going down, I'm going down a road that I shouldn't go or we should, uh, hold for another show. Well, speaking of another podcast, let me just real quick give a quick plug, uh, folks. If you if you like the droning of Tony and I going on and on about things, well, we do have another podcast. It's called The Tony and Josh Show. And you guys can head over to TonyandJosh.com and check out all the details of our other podcast that we do where we take the gloves off and there's no hold barred. Yep, and uh, we talk about a lot of different things. It could be uh, uh, some, some movie, maybe not even a current movie, maybe a movie that uh, Josh or I just saw recently that has been out for some time or... Uh, recent movies or uh, uh, could be about uh, politics. Uh, it could be about uh, gun control, which has to do with politics, but uh, could just be about the, the, the biggest gun that's uh, available to uh, anybody that has 17 grand to spend. Uh, or stuff, space pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or printing, uh, printing ears and uh, smeat and all kinds of things. So yeah, yeah, we have a lot of fun over there. We talk about a lot of things that we wouldn't normally talk about here. Well, you know, speaking of talking about things, Tony, there's one thing I didn't really talk about. Um, I think it was our last show that I, I got back from the Rubicon and was sharing my experiences with. I got to give some credit. There's a little bit of a story that, that just sort of slipped my mind. I didn't really uh, either have time to share or I was wanting to talk about some other stuff. But uh, one of our fans, one of our website supporters, um, uh, Steve, 4.3LXJ, he's been a huge contributor to the podcast. He was actually supposed to join me out there. And I don't know if uh, many of you guys knew this, but uh, Steve was supposed to hook up with us and, and we were going to meet and sort of uh, run the trail system together. I wasn't bringing my own Jeep and he had uh, he'd ensured me that that I was going to get some seat time regardless in a Cherokee uh, if it came hell or high water. Well, Steve um, uh, was supposed to, I was supposed to meet up with Steve in a little town called Placerville or Placerville. It's about the last little bit of res- um, you know civilization before you head up into the hills. And... Uh, what happened was Steve got there, well, a little bit sooner than we did. In fact, by a couple of hours sooner. And so he was just going to bide his time until we rolled into town and then join our convoy. Well, the problem was, is that Steve ended up getting stranded, unfortunately. Um, there was something going on with his electrical system, uh, something with his coil, or in, in any regard, his Jeep didn't have any spark. And, uh, and he was two hours from home, at the very least. And he had no means of getting back home, and uh, we were still several hours out. And, and we were rolling and, and we were behind schedule anyways, having to deal with, um, you know, being, being behind, uh, behind schedule because of the trailer issues we had at the beginning of the show or beginning of the show, the beginning <laughs> of the trip. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, I, and I was riding passenger, mind you. So I didn't have any tools with me. I didn't have any, my diagnostic equipment. I didn't have anything to really support him. All I could do is try and give him some advice and, and do some troubleshooting over the phone. I felt really bad because honestly, if it was up to me, um, you know, I, I would have postponed this trip another, you know, three or four hours if it came down to it to help him out. But, you know, I was at the mercy of, um, you know, the convoy who I was rolling with and, and they wanted to get to camp. Uh, you know, it was getting late. We had an early start in the morning and we just basically had to push through. I still feel bad about it because even though Steve did manage to get home, um, I think he ended up having to track down his wife, call his wife, have her bring down the truck and trailer 
and tow the Jeep back home. And it's a lot of trouble. Uh, so Steve, if you're listening, man, I'm sorry. I wish I could have done more for you. I really wish that we could have wheeled together. It would have been very nice to meet you. Uh, so, and I, I told him when we were on the phone that, you know, I wish there was more I could do, but there's always going to be a next time. I will be back back down to the Rubicon in 2015, if not maybe a little bit sooner. But uh, by then, hopefully he'll have his electrical gremlins all figured out and we can get back on the trail together. Well, I'm sorry to hear about that. Yeah, I, I did remember you saying that you were going to uh, be hooking up with Steve out there and uh, getting some uh, uh, passenger and uh, uh, pilot in command uh, time in, in a Jeep. And you didn't mention that. I figured that it just... Uh, Something had happened. I didn't realize that uh, Steve had uh, an issue like that. I, I haven't even seen him post anything up on xjtalk.com about uh, the issues. I wonder if he's got them resolved. I, I would hope so. I guess he was, uh, he was in a parking lot, and you know, for all intents and purposes, he was, he was stranded. Uh, and, and a cop ended up coming by at one point and was questioning him or something, you know, and I don't know what kind of character Steve is or, or how, you know, how he stands out in a crowd, but, uh, uh, but I guess the, the police officer was extremely friendly and, um, uh, Steve was, was not in a parking lot in which he could spend the night. Let's just say that. Uh, so the, the officer helped him, uh, I guess, push the Jeep to another parking lot or in an area where it, he was going to be safe if he had to spend the night. So, I mean, at least, you know, worst case scenario, he had provisions with him. He had everything he needed to survive for a week, uh, you know, or just about. So, you know, I mean, I, 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 I feel bad in the sense I couldn't help him, but I knew that he was going to be okay yeah. in the long run. It was just going to take a little while and certainly a lot of trouble. So um, hopefully he did get everything all figured out and his, and his Jeep is back on the road or at least back on the trail. Wow. That's, uh, I'll have to check with him. I'm surprised I hadn't heard anything about that. Uh, I hope it turned out to be nothing, uh, uh, no big deal. I guess he actually got to a parking lot, stopped, and uh, then couldn't get it started. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So, uh, and in, in the long run, I mean, uh, you know, the, the bo- bottom line is, is you got home okay, and yeah. and that's that's really all that matters. So, yeah, still, it's got to uh, it's got to kind of hurt to, to leave somebody stranded like that. It's almost like uh, uh, it's not the my mar- character. It's, it's yeah, not it's, my it's style. like the Marines. We don't we leave no man behind. No soldier left behind. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, I thought I would mention, uh, I do try to check every week to see if we have any iTunes reviews. And uh, Josh, I don't know if you noticed or not there in the notes, I, I have a link where you can actually check now. I didn't realize that it was uh, available just on the web. You don't have to have uh, iTunes installed to uh, to look uh, and yeah, look, look at the that reviews. Was, uh, that was some sort of a you know, moderator privilege only or you know site owner sort of thing. Uh, but you know, that's, a, that's a very handy link. Yeah, no, I just did a, a, a general search. And uh, I had assumed in the past that it was uh, you had to have iTunes loaded before you could go and look. Uh, of course, people can go and look at the reviews. I mean, that's why the reviews are really there, not for us to talk about them, but for people mm-hmm. to judge if they want to uh, take the time to listen to the show or not. But anyway, uh, we haven't talked about our iTunes reviews in a while, and, uh, well, uh, that also means we haven't had any. <laughs> so whenever I checked, uh, there, or there weren't any. So we want to take a moment and uh, encourage you guys to get out there, uh, get on iTunes, uh, go over to podcasts uh, in the iTunes store, and uh, look up the XJ Talk Show if you haven't already been there, if you haven't already seen it. Hell, if you've already done a review, I don't think there's anything keeping you from doing another one. Uh, Absolutely not. Yeah, give us a five-star review and uh, put in some, uh, some kind words. If there's uh, Actually, if there's something that you would prefer to see done differently or uh, one of us, uh, one of us to die, uh, please put that in there too. 
Oh, with Halloween around the corner, I'm sure that we'll probably start getting some of those uh, here pretty soon. No, folks, uh, just like Tony said, we'd love for you guys to uh, to head over to iTunes. And if, you, if you're using iTunes, even if you're not, uh, go ahead and, and uh, you know download it and just uh, for the sake of the of the show, if nothing else. Uh, but please tell a friend. Uh, have uh, have your little circle of friends. Uh, well, like us on Facebook or even head over to iTunes and give us a five star review. Uh, have them leave a comment as well. We love the feedback. We love to hear about it. And of course, every five star review helps us climb the charts just a little bit more. Oh, and of course, we need to to mention our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash channel slash slash XJ Talk. Uh, where you can actually see these uh, videos because we're actually doing a YouTube live event right now. We do a, uh, we record the podcast every Sunday, 10 p.m. Central Time, and uh, there were uh, several people that were asking uh, for the old uh, old time UStream broadcast that we would do uh, at the same time of the recording. So uh, we were doing that on UStream for a while, and now we've switched over to YouTube live events. And uh, you can actually go to our YouTube channel and uh, see Josh and I doing the show. And the uh, kind of cool thing is, is uh, uh, there's a bit of pre-show and a bit of after-show, depending on the recording. There's, uh, I think there's always some after-show, but uh, the podcast oh, yeah. is about an hour, and uh, the video may last uh, an hour and 20, hour and 30, just depends. Well, and oftentimes I'll go ahead and throw something in front of the camera to, uh, well, throw a curveball or just to share, you know, some an experience that I had recently, um, you know, so uh, you never know what you're going to find uh, on those. And so we're glad to kind of get away from the Ustream thing. It was a little bit unreliable, at least for us. Uh, there were some complaints about uh, consistency and stuff. Well, we're glad to be able to move over to YouTube, uh, have that kind of power and, uh, and we'll have another op- opportunity to share with you guys a live show and a live broadcast. Now, unfortunately, one thing that is missing in the YouTube live events is the ability to chat with your fellow viewers. And uh, that is one thing that was a a lot of fun for uh, the Ustream folks. So uh, we'd like to encourage you to go over to xjtalk.com. If uh, you're not a member, join and then use the xjtalk.com chat that's on every page uh, near the top of every page of xjtalk.com. And uh, you guys can congregate and uh, talk about things as the, the show's going on there. So uh, I think with the, the great audio quality, which is actual stereo, Josh, we actually have stereo on YouTube live events, none of that mono crap. And uh, uh, we also have uh, commercial free, which was the biggest complaint, uh, one of the biggest complaints about Ustream. Quality yeah. was one, and then the, uh, the, the commercials that would just come in uh, out of left field, no telling uh, what where Josh and I were in the show. Just interrupt us, and uh, you know I'll remind everybody and uh, you too, Josh, that uh, we could have uh, not had that. All we had to do is pay YouTube for the uh, privilege of not Ustream. having commercials. Ustream. Yes, Ustream. Yes. Yeah. No, and uh, mind you, folks, that uh, those commercials were certainly not benefiting Tony, myself, or the yeah. site, the podcast, in any way, shape, or form. So. Uh, we're glad to be uh, through a different uh, different uh, venue, I guess, or stream avenue. I think that was the word I was looking for, uh, being able to bring you guys another facet of the show. Yep. Well, you know, I don't blame any any company for wanting to make uh, make money, but uh, bringing a, a commercial right at the top of a show without any kind of, uh, I mean, there's no, uh, you know, every 15 minutes we're going to have this or, you know, something comes up on my screen that, you know, we're now doing a commercial. And I think they were random for people, too. I don't think it was like it at the same time for everybody. Some people weren't getting them. 
uh, very often. Some people were, that's you know, like you could see them in the chat room. Another damn commercial. Well, speaking of YouTube, guys, uh, head over to the YouTube channel. Uh, just do a search for xjtalk.com or xjtalk at YouTube, or just like Tony said, uh, or YouTube slash channel slash xjtalk. Uh, and, and please subscribe to the feed. Uh, we all are posting up lots of good stuff. There's plenty of stuff. Of course, you also got uh, access to the entire archive of uh, of the shows from this point forward. Hey, this is Tim from Jeep Tubes, and you're listening to the XJ Talk Show. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. Hey, Josh, you know, we had a show um, several months back where uh, I did an interview. Well, I don't know if I would. No, I didn't do an interview. I uh, uh, It was kind of sort of like that. Anyway, I digress. We, we were talking about uh, Jeep sites or, or off-road sites being purchased by a, a company. And yeah, uh, we had some live call-ins uh, yeah, for that as well. We had some live interviews during that show. That was actually a really great and informative show as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I, I, I remembered I there was a guy that had been contacting me via email wanting to purchase xjtalk.com. And as it turned out, after doing that show... I think it was like the next day I got a, another email from the guy saying, Hey, have you considered, have you, you know, send me the information about the Google analytics and blah, 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 blah. Cause they want, wanted to try to come up with a, uh, how much we, how much xjtalk.com was worth so that they could make a, uh, an offer for it. And, uh, I said, you know, it's funny. We had a podcast about this subject, uh, just the other day. And I, I tried to encourage him to come on and, and, and be interviewed because who better to be interviewed than a representative from the company that is was buying several of these sites or had that bought would, several of these sites. Yeah, that would have been great. I would have loved to have heard uh, you know, from that side of the coin. Yeah, and uh, I think that uh, if I recall properly, I, I did not take the... Uh, personally, it kind of bugs me that somebody is a company that doesn't have a, a vested interest in off-road or Jeeps or whatever is purchasing uh, websites, forums, uh, simply so that they can have the advertising dollars and the the connection with the all the members that are on these sites. Yeah. Now, now I do not recall, and I, well, let me take this back. I'm not for 100% sure, but I do believe Pirate 4x4 was purchased by a company. And I do not recall if it was the same uh, company that was uh, wanting to purchase xjtalk.com, the same one that purchased Cherokee uh, Forum, uh, so on and so forth. But I found it interesting. Um, XJ Talk has a, a Facebook page, kind of like a person. And, uh, you know, you can get up to like 5,000 friends on a personal uh, Facebook page. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but after when you get to 5,000, you can't friend any more people. Oh, okay. So uh, now I didn't really understand how this thing worked whenever I set up the Facebook page for XJ Talk. And uh, it was after that that I uh, realized that I could set up a eh, kind of a more of a business type page where you have people can like you. you you're not friends with them. They can just like your page. Right. So I set that up as well. So we kind of have two Facebook sites and, and it's kind of, I think it's a little confusing, but it's kind of good from the standpoint that uh, if we, if and when we get to the 5,000, we can always shut that one down, that personal type of Facebook page, and right. move everything over to the more business-ish uh, or forum type thing. And anyway, we're currently looking at about 768 likes on the uh, non-personal 
Facebook page. And okay. they've got it kind of configured where you can do you can uh, you can pay to boost posts that are on your site or, or on your Facebook page, and they'll actually tell you how many people actually saw your uh, stories or your posts. Because you know, several years ago, if you put something up on Facebook and and you had five hundred friends, five hundred friends saw that on their page. Well, uh-huh. I think now that uh, Facebook is, uh, has, has gone to like 500 million uh, members, uh, I think they're having problems uh, moving that much data around to that many screens. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. So they're kind of uh, 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 not pushing all the information to everybody. They, I think that you can go on there in your account and choose who you want to see everything from, but it's not done that way by, by, uh, by default. So anyway, one of the things that I saw on the uh, non-personal Facebook page was uh, this little column called Pages to Watch. And in the Pages to Watch, you can put in uh, just, you know, whatever whatever page you want to see, and it will tell you about the number of likes that those pages are getting. Now, to me, I was thinking that, hey, I'd like to keep, on, keep track of how XJ Talk uh, is doing. And uh, perhaps Wrangler Talk, and uh, even uh, Dida Dit, which is our uh, our ham site, sister site, and uh, uh, but they want five. They want five pages to watch. I don't know why, but they want five to watch. So I thought, well, okay, I've got three. Uh, oh, I'll throw Naxja in there, mm-hmm. and I'll throw. Uh, oh, what's another one? Oh, Pirate. I'll throw Pirate Four by Four in there. So. You know, I just, I really, a lot of the stuff, I don't really know what it is until I try it and then kind of watch it. Well, I've been watching this and, uh, I noticed that, uh, Naxja has, uh, and, and I don't know what time period this is. It could be for the day or for the week. Uh, I get the, get the feeling it can't, couldn't be much longer than a week because the numbers are kind of small, but, uh, the, uh, Naxja has a, I'm looking at it right now and Naxja has a eight a green eight with a little up arrow, which means to me that they've had eight likes. They've increased by eight likes. And I thought what was interesting is, is, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, likes this week. All you have to do is hover over the thing and it tells you, damn it. <laughs> right, there we go. I was, was going to say, you know, it's, uh, we can guess on the, uh, on the time frame, but I, like you were said, the numbers are pretty low enough. It shouldn't be more than a day or a week, but yeah. So in the last week, Naxja's uh, Facebook page has had eight likes. Yep. Now they have a total of sixteen hundred and forty-five likes, so it's it's really a, a really low number, I think, for a site the size of Naxja. But I don't know how much they press the Facebook on from their site. That I don't know how if they really tell their population uh, very much about it. Now, XJ Talk uh, has uh, our, the the Facebook page has six likes this week, and interestingly enough, I had gone over to. Uh, uh, Alex, alexa.org where actually they uh, they keep up with uh, how well the uh, websites are doing uh, and and we're approaching uh, we're getting close to Naxja numbers which I was which I was pretty impressed with uh, I posted that up and we're still a good ways off but we're we're, we're getting closer to Naxja now, one thing is that Naxja is primarily, well, I mean, their name is North American XJ Association. We're a global entity. And now we've got, we've got members, we've got fans, we've got listeners all over the globe. Yep. Now, recently you added something to the website, which I thought was really, really cool. 
And I've never shared this with you, um, but I thought it, it's been it's been very neat uh, and, and a little bit of personal gratification as well. Seeing the uh, the development of that little map that you've added to the bottom of the page that shows little red dots um, as far as where all the members are, uh, you know, coming from. It's got a little you know map of the globe, so to speak, and uh, and there's little red dots showing you know where people are listening from or or active from. It even shows. Some of like an like an active ping. If somebody is currently active on the site, which nation, you know, which, which continent they're uh, they're you know browsing from, and the amount of dots that have increased over the weeks has just been absolutely amazing, Tony. Uh, that that little map really helps put things into perspective. Just how popular XJTalk.com has become. It's really cool too because uh, when I see a flashing uh, a ping, if you will, dot red dot in uh, New Zealand. I know Wayne's on. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I think it's about about the only dot that's over there. But well, we've got we've got a few people from New Zealand. I mean, more in Australia actually. Yeah. But but it's it's a fair bet that it's probably our our moderator extraordinaire in uh, New Zealand in Christchurch, uh, uh, Cantab twenty seven. Yeah, no, that's right. It's it's uh, listeners all around the globe. Now, it's that's really cool, isn't it? It it really is. It's really it. You know, and seeing the list of countries, holy cow. That that list of countries has grown exponentially over the week. Uh, I think there's one page that you can click on and go to, and it'll actually list out um, all the different countries and regions and stuff like that, yep. and, and even well subcategory, you know, like North America. And then you can see all the different states that people are are listening from or you know active through, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and just that list is now you know it's it's a mile long. It seems like it's just it's really cool to see the the diversity that the site is bringing in. And I don't think that there is any other any other Jeep related site that can have that kind of a stake, uh, you know, that that kind of a claim uh, to a global market that XJTalk.com does. Well, that's one of the things that you can see on uh, Alex. I don't know if I'm saying it right. It's it's Alex with an A dot org. Alexa, Alexa, thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's one of the things you can see because they give you a U.S. stat, and then they give you a worldwide stat. Oh, interesting. And uh, our uh, our our USA stats is what I'm referring to for Naxja. And, okay. And we're actually uh, within striking distance of of matching Naxja. I mean, the, don't get me wrong. We we there's it's it's tens of twenties of thousands, but still, it's within uh, striking distance. And this isn't members. This is the uh, what 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 you would say is like uh, page images. So somebody has to go and request a a page image and. When that comes, when when you get that, then you kind of get a point with uh, this uh, this site. And anyway, getting back to the, my original point, uh, XJ Talk, uh, the uh, the non-public or I'm sorry, the non-personal XJ Talk site, uh, Facebook site has a a plus six, an extra a plus eight, and the the top one, the number one one, because it's number one because of the total number of likes that they have, pirate four by four dot com, has a negative ninety seven. Ooh, 97 people have unliked pirate4x4.com. Now, percentage-wise, wow. percentage-wise, it's not that big a deal because they have 34,837 likes. We call what? that they we call that in Texas a buttload. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a that's a pretty big number nonetheless, but however, Seeing that that number of dislikes kind of really shows the the character, or I guess you know, if you're not getting something from a website, or you uh, 
you certainly get turned off for one reason or another from a website, uh, you're going to, you're going to go a different direction. Yeah. I can't imagine that, that 97 people have decided that they don't like four wheeling anymore. I mean, four wheeling is pretty much in your life for your entire life. You may not be active in it, but you always have something, you know, there. Yeah. It's a lifestyle for most of us at least. Yeah. And uh, I saw this, and the reason why I even brought this up tonight was I saw this the other day, and it was a, a negative 110. So that must have been last week's numbers. And it's, it's probably a rolling weekly thing, so they probably have not had as many dislikes in the last couple of days. That's why it's only 97 now. But um, but anyway, the uh, I was just really surprised to see that, 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 that figure at a negative 97. And I can't help but wonder. Here's the the 15 minute uh, loop tie in. I can't okay. help I can't help but wonder if it has to do with uh, them being purchased and run differently by this company. Well, now Tony, that 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 purchase or that that change, not necessarily a change in format, but definitely change in ownership or management or whatever. Um, I mean, really was a was a focus on advertising. That's that's really where that. Uh, uh, that that sort of change came in. Now, uh, you know, I'm I'm from the kind of uh, I come cut from the cl- cloth where I don't like commercials. Uh, you know, I don't have a DVR, so if I commercial comes up on the on on cable, I'll just go to a different channel. You know, find something else to watch for you know the next five, six, seven minutes, whatever. So uh, you know, it's 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 that kind of thing that I think is what's turning a lot of people off. It's too many commercials. Maybe there's a lot more abrasive people on there. Uh, you know, it's probably a number of things that is causing people to go elsewhere. And hopefully some of those, uh, some of those dislikes, some of those people that are going away from private or, uh, from pirate are coming over to xjtalk.com. Well, um, I mean, certainly the, the technical, I don't, I don't want to say expertise, but the, the technical things that are done to four wheel drives on pirate are, are very neat to look at. And the, the problem that I've always had and, and really what turned me off immediately uh, years ago, whenever I first started doing the four-wheel drive stuff, was um, how, I mean, that is, Pirate 4x4 is the poster child for uh, how forums should not behave, in my it's, opinion. No, I'm with you. I'm with you there. They, uh, it's, it's a little bit more of a rowdy crowd. It's certainly... I would say probably the polar opposite to what xjtalk.com is. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, there's, there's restaurants uh, that I remember hearing about that you could go to and be abused by the, the, the staff. And that was the, the drawing power the, the food. You never heard about that, Josh, where they would actually come in, you would go in and they would abuse you. They would verbally abuse you. Now, the, to me, now, this sounds like some sort of fetish thing. I, I don't, I can't. <laughs> I think, say. I think it was a California thing actually. Yeah, well, it sounds like it. <laughs> no, but there was. There was a restaurant you could go to, maybe several, and, and that was the pull because they would bring people in and these, these people, actresses and a- actors probably, uh, and they would just berate you and belittle you and roll their eyes and give you the worst service that you could possibly get. And it was like a show. It was like going to a show, watching these people, and, and the, the participants there, the customers, would laugh and enjoy and make comments, to this, and they probably would even join in. Hell, they probably shot a few people. Um, oh, I'm sorry, California. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, uh, that's kind of the, the way I look at Pirate 4x4. I'm sure there's a, a, a draw to, to some individuals, but it just, it, it's, I try to treat people with respect, and I certainly expect them to treat me with respect. And I 
I made the decision a long time ago that I wasn't going to disrespect somebody uh, from uh, uh, my screen on the internet. Oh if, yeah. If I'm going to say something to you, I'm going to say it to your face because it's going to be a disrespectful nature. Sure. Oh, if I've got a problem with them, or you know, I, I may still try to be respectful, but but I may tell them exactly what I'm thinking of them at the time because my theory is it it really doesn't count unless you're within arm's reach of the person that you're talking to. Because now I'm not saying there should be violence, but you are putting yourself in a position where there could be. So you feel strongly enough about your position that you're willing to stand up and face somebody and tell them face to face. That means a lot more to me than somebody going, you know, uh, scratching their privates. And with the other hand, they're typing how, you know, what big of a a jerk you are. And, you know, uh, why don't you read? And nobody puts beat locks on anymore and blah, 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 you know, whatever. So I'm, yeah. I, I learned a long time ago that uh, pirate was not where I wanted to be. That's my personal choice. There's a lot of good stuff there. No, I, I agree with you. I actually, myself, I've benefited from some of the tech that, that's on pirate. Um, they generally are sort of on the more extreme side yeah. of uh, fabrication and, and, and builds and whatnot. Now, that being said, uh, there's still some very good, valuable information to be had from pirate. Uh, but I certainly wouldn't spend much time there, um, you know, trying to socialize or anything like that. I'll no. use it as a resource. I'll get in, I'll get out and, you know, take what I need and, uh, I'll spend my time in a more friendlier site like xjtalk.com. Well, the thing that gets me is, is, and, and this has always puzzled me. Um, and this kind of goes back to the, the thing about this post is a very old post. Why are you, you know, why are you dredging this post up from two years ago or, or six months ago or a month ago? This is a, this is a dead post. I don't understand why forums, now I understand why individuals might do this. I don't understand why forums would discourage or allow uh, discouragement of posts. What is a forum? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this, this, this obviously was a good enough topic at one point for discussion and the um, you know, sharing of ideas and information. Uh, and somebody comes along two years later, three years later, whatever, and says, hey, you know, I'm kind of going through the same thing. Um, you know, how about this? Or what about that? Or how did this turn out? Or something like that. Now, even if it is, you know, two, three, four years old, if the person is still active on the site, they're going to get a notification, most, most likely, uh, you know, that something has popped up. And, that, you know, that, that information can be shared. Or at least the discussion can be reopened from, you know, with other people. Uh, you can go back and look at the, the topic of discussion and, and look at the information that's been shared already. And why not expand on that and, and share more about it? Uh, it seems like you know, a no-brainer. Uh, but you know, to sit there behind the keyboard and and you know start going off on somebody for replying to a topic that's you know a couple years old, so what? Yeah. You know, they're trying to get some information out of uh, out of it. All they're looking for is a little bit of help. It's like somebody you know sinking in a uh, in, in in quicksand and their arms out. What you can do is, is well, what are you putting your arm out for? That's a stupid idea. <laughs> there was five people in that same bit of quicksand last week doing the same thing. Why do you think it's going to be any different when you do it? <laughs> it's, Silly. it's just, to me, is just counterintuitive and insane. <laughs> this is Dan from the 4x4 Podcast, and you're listening to the XJ Talk Show. Amazon.com and the XJ Talk Show present... You bought what? Oh my well, God, Josh! It's been so long since we did an Amazon. You bought what? I was just gonna say, man, it's it's been a while since we've done this. So let's go ahead and refresh uh, some of our newer listeners as to what we're doing. 
Uh, Amazon, you bought what? Well, guys, we've got a little bit of a relationship with Amazon.com. It's uh, it's easy to participate. What happens is you go over to xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com. You click on the Amazon banner there. If you're buying something online, you do that first and foremost. It takes you directly to Amazon.com, where you can purchase just about anything that you can find online through Amazon. You get a great selection. You get a great price. And in fact, doing that, you're not going to pay a single penny, not a red cent more than you would otherwise. What happens is, is that Amazon is going to give us a little bit of a kickback. It's a way for you guys to support the show or for your friends to support the show that you listen to. It's a little way to, well, for us to keep the lights on over here at the XJ Talk Show Command Center. And, uh, well, in addition to that, Amazon has agreed to share with us what has been purchased. And we don't find out who has been buying anything. All we get to find out is what. We've had, a uh, well, <laughs> some really good and some very fun items that have popped up in the past. And some of the stuff is, well, just outright cool. We're going to go through some of these, some of the items that have been, here we go, bought recently. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I had to throw it in there. Just had to. And uh, well, some of the stuff and stuff is, is really cool. So we're going to go through this list right now. Tony, why don't you go ahead and uh, take the first one? Oh, I sure will. Now, this isn't a big item, but I selected it because uh, I think it's important for people to, to know about this, at least my personal opinion. This is a Stant uh, Superstat uh, thermostat, a 195-degree Fahrenheit thermostat. Now, I think that's important because if you've got at least a 97 or later Jeep Cherokee 4.0, you need to run that 195-degree Fahrenheit uh, thermostat. Not a 180, not a 160, because remember, it's not going to let your, your cooling system uh, cool better because it's still going to go to the level that it would normally go. It just means it's going to take longer for it to get to the operating temperature and it's going to cost you more gas in the process. You're going to be running rich until it gets up to temperature. So keep the 195 in there. It's not going to help you, especially uh, the longer you run the engine. Very good uh, tip there, Tony. And then, well, obviously a great product uh, take care of your Jeep. So thank you for that purchase, whoever got that. Uh, I see here a K&N 99-5000 aerosol recharger filter care service kit. Obviously, this is for refreshing and chances are cleaning as well a uh, high-flow air filter like, well, the K&N, for instance. Uh, I'm running a high-flow air filter in my Jeep, and honestly, uh, I'm due for a cleaning, in fact, and I need to get one of these kits. So I might just have to write down that SKU number and uh, go to Amazon and pick one of these up for myself. And uh, I uh, skipping down a bit here on the list because this list is very big, and we want to thank everybody for remembering us before you uh, purchase at Amazon to click on our banner at xjtalk.com. Uh, but anyway, this is a best top black denim, den, denim fabric upper half door set for a 1988 to 95 Wrangler. I specifically wanted to mention this one because we do have uh, Wrangler and CJ owners listening to the podcast. And uh, we want to thank you, especially the, the individuals out there that are uh, clicking on our Amazon banner and, and purchasing through Amazon. Uh, but also, too, taking time to listen to the show, a Jeep Cherokee podcast. And uh, I just want to throw it out there real quick. If there's anybody listening to the show that uh, would like to join us and uh, maybe uh, maybe not having to be here on Sunday nights, but, you know, uh, you could uh, use a, a simple voice recorder to record a segment about Jeep Wranglers or CJs, we'd love to have you as a part of the team. Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned up the uh, mentioned the voice recorder. In fact, that's actually something that is on our list this evening. Uh, we've got a Sony digital flash voice recorder, and it's the ICD-PX312 model. 
Uh, now, I myself, uh, I use uh, one of the, uh, I think it's a Zoom, uh, Zoom One, I think it is, a uh, handheld uh, digital voice recorder. That's what I usually use for, for my on the, in the field uh, recordings and stuff when I'm doing interviews and, and things like that. It's coming really handy. And uh, a digital flash voice recorder of this caliber is definitely what you need for some good, high quality submissions to the XJ Talk Show. And we have uh, one more, uh, a Ford Ranger new driver's side headlight assembly. So, it, you know, not everybody has a Jeep. Not everybody has all Jeeps like we do here at, uh, at the uh, Motoroy household. We've got uh, a 98 Cherokee, a 99 Cherokee, and a, a 2003 TJ. <laughs> so uh, it's great that you remember us whenever you're buying uh, parts for your other vehicles. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And uh, in fact, uh, buying parts for my vehicle is something that I've done through Amazon as well. And it looks like this person purchased something uh, similar to what I did when I did my, as Tony has said, 56 ton uh, steering upgrade to my Jeep. Uh, I purchased all of my tie rods through Amazon, my tie rod ends rather, through Amazon.com. And this person did as well. Crown Automotive, a 520-88512 passenger side steering tie rod end purchased through Amazon.com. It's a great uh, upgrade. Well, I don't know if it's an upgrade or at least a replacement. In any case, you can get just about anything for your any one of your rigs through Amazon. This person did just that. We just found out what you bought. Oh, my God. I just can't believe that made it on the list. I'm about as excited as that guy is. <laughs> well, this is uh, it's a huge list. Folks, we, we barely even scratched the surface. Uh, we may do it next week. We may not wait another uh, couple weeks before we get back to this, but keep up the great work. Guys, this is phenomenal. Uh, one of the larger lists I've seen in a long time. We appreciate your guys' support. Keep it up and be sure to tell a friend to head over to Amazon.com as well. But before they do any online purchasing, make sure they visit xjtalk.com first. Hi, this is Tanya Francine with the National Weather Service Skywarn Program, reminding you to keep an eye to the sky and listen to the XJ Talk Show. XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to XJTalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for XJ Talk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off road. Got a tip? We do. It's time for Jeep Tips. Well, Josh, I think you had something on rock lights. I did, in fact. Folks, if you're uh, out and you're wheeling at night, well, or even uh, if you find yourself wheeling back and the sun has gone down, you head out to the trail, and for whatever reason, well, you end up taking a long time to get over an obstacle, or, well, just time flies by when you're having fun. You find yourself trying to get back to the trailer or get back to civilization in the dark. Nothing can help you get off the trail faster or at least safer and easier than a set of rock lights. And what rock lights are, if you don't know, it's basically undercarriage lighting. This is lights that are going to shine down underneath the Jeep and help you put your tires where they need to be uh, because it's awfully hard to try and navigate a trail by headlights alone. Now, off-road lights are going to help. They're going to illuminate a lot more of what's in front of you. But oftentimes, it's not what's in front of you that's important. It's what's underneath you that matters. So rock lights is where this comes into play. Now, 
there's a lot of very expensive kits out there, fancy LED stuff and all sorts of, uh, you know, really cool, flashy, neat stuff, changes color, strobe, all that kind of neat stuff. Well, that really doesn't help us a whole lot when we're out on the trail. It has to work and it has to illuminate. That's the most important thing. And a lot of us, well, we're trying to do this on a budget. So you can skip all those fancy LED, you know, expensive lighting kits. They're neat. They're fancy. They certainly, ha- certainly have that wow factor. But, you know, when it comes down to it, why not spend a whole lot less and get about the same amount of light? Do it yourself, of course. Now, this is for your do-it-yourselfers out there. Now, what I'm talking about is hooking up your own rock lights underneath your own Jeep or a friend's Jeep for that matter. Now, what I've done here recently, and mind you, I've gotten a lot of my tips and advice for doing this from people online as well. I'm not the first person that's done this. In fact, a lot of people have done what I'm about to tell you. It's a little secret. Well, maybe a little bit less known, at least in public circles. But on online, there's going to be a lot of people you're going to find doing the same thing. So the write-up on how to do this is going to be, well, readily available. I'm going to go through a couple of tips on what you guys can look out for and, uh, and how you're going to do it. Now, this isn't exactly a Jeep tip. This is more of an electrical and audio tip. But nonetheless, it's going to help get your Jeep off the trail when it matters most. Now, for cheap rock lights, you've got a few different options. My favorite, honestly, is Harbor Freight. I think you can go to Northern Tool. They sell some of the, some of the same sort of stuff. But in any case, go into the store, actually, because Harbor Freight sells these clear lens halogen lights. It's a set of two. They're 55 watts. That's a lot of light. Pretty much the same amount of light that's coming out of your headlights. And the SKU number, I'm going to give this number to you, so write it down. 37349. That's the number that's going to be on the side of the box. That's the number you're going to look for. Now, they don't have a whole lot of big selection of, of lights uh, over at Harbor Freight. Northern Tool might be a different number. In any case, you're going to be looking for these little halogen driving lights. Now, they do sell a different light. It's called a 12-volt halogen vehicle work light. That number is 93904. Now, that one is around um, about 8 bucks, but you only get one. Now, online... The other ones I mentioned first, they're around $20. In the store, they're about $13 to $12. On sale, they go down to about 8 or 9 bucks. And you can always get those 20% off coupons all over the place. So get yourself a great deal. Get yourself some great lights and mount these things up. Now, placement. This is where it's going to become critical because you don't just want to slap these things under there with uh, some duct tape or zip ties. You're going to have to find a spot to mount these things too. And that's going to get a little bit tricky, especially on a unibody rig. But there are plenty of places to mount these things. In fact, I'd actually recommend getting yourself um, some L brackets from like Home Depot or Lowe's or something like that. And you're going to be able to screw those onto the frame, or onto the unibody, I'm sorry, and, uh, and then <laughs> mount these, the lights themselves, to the L brackets. What you want to do, the best way to do this is to point the, the, the light mounted on the rear of the vehicle. Uh, and I'm, what I'm talking about on the rear, I'm gonna, we're talking about the side of the frame of the unibody uh, underneath the rig, uh, kind of up by the floorboard of, of, of sorts. You're going to point it, um, you know, about where the front, uh, you're going to mount it rather, right about where the front of the rear tire is, pointing towards the front. And again, you're going to mount another one on the backside or so of the, the rear of the front tire, pointing towards the back. You're basically creating like an X pattern of light. And that's going to generate a lot of light. It's going to put a lot of light where you need it the most. Now, that's going to require, of course, a couple of these kits. So, you know, it's it's a relatively inexpensive purchase, uh, especially when you're looking at, you know, well, if you're depending on which one you go, uh, spending less than $40 to get a lot of light put underneath your rig. Now wiring these things up, well, you want to use a relay, of course. It's going to be the best solution. 
I think these kits come with all the wiring and even a switch uh, that you're going to need to hook this hook this up. Bottom line is throw a relay in there and uh, it's going to save yourself a lot of problems in the future at least. We have a whole write-up on relays on xjtalk.com in electrical and audio tips section. I've even done electrical audio tips in a podcast about hooking up relays. Uh, I think even Steve, 4.3 LXJ, uh, we did a co, a little bit of a, a, t- a tag team on on uh, on that podcast. In any case, use a relay, get yourself some cheap lights like these Harbor Freight ones, and you're going to have a great set of really, really bright rock lights to get you off the trail when it matters most. And I will caution everybody, I'm sure it's in the write-up that uh, Josh, or write-ups that Josh is referring to, but uh, you guys really need to pay attention, especially with the halogen lights, because they get very hot. Uh, you need to pay very close attention to how much current those lights draw and use the proper size wiring and the proper size relay or relays because you can split up the how much current is going through the wiring and the relay simply by using more wires and more relays. Yep, great point, Tony. And in fact, if you guys are hooking up multiple pairs of these, uh, I would say at least one relay per pair. Yeah. Oh, and uh, don't forget to fuse it. You definitely want to fuse it. Otherwise, you wind up with a wire that becomes a, a, a filament and a light bulb. In other words, it gets really hot, it gets really bright, and then a fire starts. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that the wiring kit comes with a fuse, and it does come with a switch. Uh, the switch is rated uh, to the current that these things draw. However, folks, I wouldn't trust that. No. Um, I, I would. The, the switch is honestly going to get kind of hot trying to pull that much current through it. Please. Use a relay when you're using these lights. Relays are like, you know, seven bucks. Automotive relays, the 30 amp relays are like six bucks. And if, you, if you're too cheap to buy a connector for them to plug into, you can wire directly to them. And I guarantee you're going to like it a lot better because I know from personal experience and even having it warrantied that the, the fog light switch from the factory on the 90, uh, at least on the 98 Jeep Cherokee had melted internally twice. Oops. Because no, they no. do not use a relay for those lights. It's insane. Yeah, that's no good. You got yeah, the relay is basically going to take all the work off of the switch. The switch is just going to activate the relay. The relay is going to take all that current draw and pass it straight through the lights. And it's a long ways away from your feet <laughs> and fingers <laughs> and everything else. That's <laughs> so, right. So if any wire does burn, it's going to burn in the engine compartment and not on you. So anyway, you do it right, you won't have to worry about it. But yeah, use relays. They're very simple to use. Now, uh, I had some fun today. Uh, I was going to do this Saturday, but uh, I uh, conveniently put it off. But uh, it was a really small job. I needed to, I I don't know if I mentioned this last show or not, Josh, but I I found that the pinion nut on the Dana 35 of the 2003 TJ, my wife's vehicle, the pinion nut was finger tight. Oh, that's no good. No, and... And I don't understand what's going on because uh, I found the uh, strap, the the bolts holding the the U-joint straps uh, Mm. were loose. I was actually able to move those straps with my fingers. Now, uh, just really let me interrupt really quick. Was this right around the time where um, she had been complaining about a noise that she was hearing during like deceleration or something like that? You had originally thought it was just the transmission or the transfer case and normal noise. Uh, Was this discovery made after that? Well... It's a, actually a two-thing, uh, uh, a two-step problem, I guess I should say. The first okay. one was some vibration that, that I felt while I was driving us someplace. Uh, I think we went out to eat, and uh, we took the TJ, 
and uh, uh, I was driving back, and I noticed that uh, in second or third gear, I can't remember now which, there was some vibration, some driveline vibration. And I said, uh, what's going on with this? And she goes, oh, yeah, it's been doing that. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. <laughs> so uh, it, it's got over 100,000 miles on it now, just over. And uh, I figured, you know, uh, the, the, the drive line, especially at the new angles, since I put a four-inch lift kit on it, I probably got a U-joint that's going out. So, uh, w- yeah, one weekend I went out there to check it, and I was looking, and I saw that there was, and I know I told you about this in the past, I saw some shiny bits on the uh, U-cap, uh, the U-bolt, blah, the U-joint caps were shiny. Right. And I thought, well, I shouldn't be seeing that. Do I no. have a yoke problem where this thing is moving back and forth? And I started uh, trying to move the drive shaft and, you know, touching stuff. And I noticed when I touched one of the straps, it moved. Oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> not good at all. And I went, what the hell? And I went, you know, like you would do with a baby on the lip. Blah, 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 blah. I was doing that to the strap and it's just shaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And I, I went, okay. And I, I reached over to the other one. Same thing. Oh no! Well, yeah, it was just a matter of time before that ended up grenading on you. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and so I got out the the little bitty wrench that's required to to tighten up those little bitty uh, bolts and tighten them up, and you know what? Vibration gone. So now we fast forward a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks, and she says, uh, "You know, I'm hearing this noise. It's a uh, it's a weird noise." So I drove and I heard, and it was the transmission on deceleration. You could hear the transmission, and yeah, I guess it was louder than what I what I had heard in the past. So um, I don't know. I, I I asked some people on WranglerTalk.com, uh, and uh, I think I, even on XJTalk.com, I, I had asked some folks and. And uh, they said, uh, yeah, well, check the fluid in the transmission, check the fluid level, and if it needs some fluid, uh, add, add to it. And I said, well, what's in the NV3550 trans, uh, standard transmission? And, uh, well, it could be this, it could be this, it could be this. So I went, oh, well, hell, what am I going to put in there then? You know, if I don't know what's in there. So I went to Amazon.com. Hey, this is a good plug. I went to Amazon.com, and uh, uh, after doing some online research uh, and, and purchased some Redline MTL, uh, transmission fluid. At least I don't know if it's transmission fluid, but that's what's recommended uh, by several individuals, uh, several Wrangler owners. That and that the, that, uh, that Redline stuff is uh, well, that's top shelf in a lot of circles. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I read, and I figured, you know, uh, if it's uh, if it's good enough for them, it's certainly good enough for the Jeep my wife drives. So yeah. uh, waited for that to come in, and uh, I, I felt that the transmission was probably going to be just fine. Uh, it wasn't a, a big whine, and uh, you know, it's just, uh, maybe this will. Will help take care of that wine. Things get old. Things change. You know, sure. it wouldn't have any problems shifting or anything. So, anyway, uh, I, uh, I, uh, she. Let's see. How did this? I, I'm trying to remember now. Oh, uh, she had to go to jury duty Monday, last Monday. So uh, she went and she said, uh, "Oh, just want to let you know, it's like seven o'clock in the morning. I haven't left for work yet." And she calls me on the phone. Oh, the Jeep's making a noise. <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, I want to know, but boy, I want to do something. I can't do something about it. I'm getting ready to go to work, you know? Uh. So, uh, fortunately, she was just going over to the bus stop and uh, gets a free ride to downtown Houston to, to, to do the jury duty thing. And uh, when she gets back, I, uh, you know, I'm asking. Uh, my, my oldest daughter went with her as well. Uh, I guess she didn't have college class that day. And... Um, 
So I was asking them both what sound. It sounded like it was metal on metal, things you never want to hear. No, 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 no. That's a, that's a bad combination of words right there. So uh, I jumped in the uh, jumped to the TJ after talking to him a bit and took a quick drive, and I drove it about 20 feet, and I knew exactly what it was. You joint. Oh, boy. So Monday night, I've worked a full day, driven an hour to work, driven a home an hour, and uh, my choices are uh, put this off until the next day, which will also be working a full day and an hour there and an hour back, or just go get the big ass C clamp and the uh, the U joints if you know the local auto parts has them. I, I prefer to really order online, but uh, in this case, I needed to get something locally. Right. So they had some su- superior uh, brand U joints that were uh, greasable with the grease fittings on the caps. So okay. uh, uh, they had two of those. Uh, they were twenty bucks a piece. I got two of those and the big ass C clamp. If you're if you're not familiar with the technical term big ass C clamp, that's that big C clamp looking thing that you can use for uh, ball joints to press ball joints on and off. Okay, uh, I was going to say uh, I I use the uh, the Harbor Freight a four wheel drive ball joint service tool, yeah. and it is just a for all intents and purposes a big big ass C clamp, and <laughs> uh, and it works very well in combination with a vice. For even the most stubborn U joints, yeah, and uh, so I uh, I got those uh, I got those tra- changed out pretty quick, especially since the drive shaft is literally maybe a foot long. <laughs> so oh yeah, no, they're they're small on a TJ. A, it's Very a, small. a little bitty baby drive shaft. I mean, normal yeah. size around, but you know, really short. Uh, so anyway, I got those changed out pretty quick and uh, back in, uh, and of course I had nothing to grease the uh, <laughs> the the oh. little. Uh, grease fittings because it's something totally different than, than what I've ever seen before. Oh, so I had to order uh, placed an order again on amazon.com for a little adapter kit that has everything you need. Now, now I just got to figure out what actually piece that I use to, to grease those things. They come with grease. They're real easy to get to. So I'm not worried about it. Yeah. That's not something you got to do right away. No. So anyway, I, uh, I put that back in and, uh, when I was putting the drive shaft back into the, the yoke, I noticed that the yoke was moving. No, 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 no. That's not good at all. It was it was wiggling a little bit. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is going on with this Dana 35 rear end? It's like trying to commit suicide on us. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> so Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I uh, I put my hand on there. This is this is much like the experience I had with the the straps being being loose. I'm trying to wrap my head around what's going on with this thing. So I put my hand up on the yoke and I, I wiggle it and it wiggles and I move it side to side. And of course that's more really more the pinion uh, ring interface. But but I can literally move it you know back side to side like you would uh, like some like it's not tight. The the nut isn't tight. So that clues me in to go into the nut. So I start trying to turn the nut and I turn it tight at first and it, it doesn't really want to move. So I turn it loose and it, I start loosening it, loosening it with my glove covered hands. Oh no, that's, yeah, that's, that's not good. You know, I'm, I'm wondering if you have some other underlying issues, like maybe the pinion bearing itself is, uh, is on its way out, especially with all the vibration that that would have caused. Uh, I would definitely keep a very close eye on that. And, and keep an eye out for leaks as well uh, coming out of the pinion there because uh, I would I would bet dollars donuts that that eventually that pinion bearing is is seen more wear than it than it should have at least in the short term 
uh, and it could be going out here pretty soon. It's possible, but I'd like you to know that this has this TJ has a very smooth ride. It has continued to have a very smooth ride after putting the four inch lift uh, on, and after uh, now what I what I was about to say is I don't have a socket that fits a Dana thirty five pinion nut. No, those things are huge. You're probably in the 30 millimeter range. Well, I, I purchased a 32 and a 33, uh, and, and there was another one uh, in there in the 30 range that uh, I purchased recently so I could uh, take off the uh, pinion nut on my Chrysler 8.25 because uh, our, caller, our, our callers, our listeners may remember I swapped out the, the yoke on my Chrysler 8.25 uh, for one that, that uses U-bolts. So instead of just drilling it out and putting on the U-bolts, I actually bought a brand new one. And that had to do with the little, because the little tabs were worn on the inside and the U-joint was able to slide back and forth. And I was getting a lot of vibrations out of it. So, uh, but I did buy some, some of these uh, U-bolt kits. And I have uh, since uh, uh, drilled and updated my Dana 30 to U-bolts. So I got U, U-bolts front and rear. And, Very good. And while I was, uh, after the, uh, the inch and one-eighth wide socket came in after that came in from Amazon for, for the, the, the pinion nut on the Dana 35, because it's not the same size as the Chrysler one. No, no, it couldn't be. Oh, no, most certainly not. <laughs> and I, I, and I damn well better check the Dana 32 cause it's probably a different size one as well. But yeah, anyway, I bet it. <laughs> but anyway, so that came in uh, last week during the week and I couldn't work on it. Uh, all I could do is get a, a, a crescent wrench in there enough to turn it where it was, better than finger tight and she's been driving it that way and vibrations were gone uh the metal on metal sound gone and uh the deceleration whine gone oh i'll be darned so i don't think it was the transmission causing the deceleration whine i think it was a deceleration whine coming from the rear end yeah unfortunately now it is it is good news that it is smooth it is there is absolutely no whine uh, other than a, a minor transmission whine, but not nearly as loud as what, what what we're hearing. So we'll just have to wait and see. Now the next thing I need to do is um, is replace the 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 uh, uh, differential fluid just, and then I can check and see if there's any metal debris and so on and so forth. And that will give me a better idea of what's going on with the with that Dana 35. But anyway, I got that uh, that inch and a, inch and an eighth socket in uh, this past uh, week. I uh, took the drive shaft out today, <clears throat> put that on there, and uh, actually I took the nut off, put some blue Loctite on the pinion threads, and uh, put the, the nut on there. And I didn't want to p- torque it down a, a lot because I don't want to start crushing the, the 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 crush sleeve any more than what it is. I don't want to change the you know the depth of the pinion into the ring, but I got it on there tight. So a nice big long. Uh, half-inch uh, drive ratchet. I got it on there tight. It's certainly a lot tighter than it was, and with the blue lock tight, I think it'll be good. Now, the, 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 the whole thing I'm getting to is, while I was there, I was going to drill out the Dana 35 yoke and put in the third set, my last set that I ordered, U-bolts. Right. Doesn't fit. Because oh, they are too short. Uh, if I had started drilling that thing out, she wouldn't have gone anywhere tonight. Because the U bolt, uh, the U bolts that I got, uh, they, of course, I didn't, I, I couldn't put them in the holes. But holding them up next to the side of the U bolt and just kind of estimating where it would be, they, the end of the U bolt would have been flush with the back of the yoke. The yoke is very thick, 
and I don't know. It's very flat, which is good when you're going to do this thing, but it yeah. was, it's it's very, uh, very deep. Now, they may make some longer U-bolts, but I, I really don't, frankly, I don't want to go out and try to you know shop around and get these special U-bolts and blah, 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 blah. Uh, if I'm going to go to U-bolts, uh, which this is really just a street rig, uh, if I'm going to go to U-bolts, I'll just change the yoke. But uh, if you guys are trying to, you know, you're, you're thinking, hey, it's only, you know, maybe five bucks and 30 minutes of my time to take off these weak straps and put on U-bolts on my Dana 35. Well, before you start drilling, take your U-bolts and stick them up there and make sure that they're going to extend past the back of the yoke. Otherwise, you ain't going nowhere, at least not in rear wheel drive. No, that's a uh, actually a great call out for our uh, for our listeners out there, folks. If you actually know the model number of the SKU or where to get those U bolts to share with, uh, well, the rest of the listeners, we'll go ahead and get your voicemail. Uh, well, on our next episode, give us a call at five three zero six seven five four one zero two. If you've got a line on some U bolts for a Dana thirty five yoke for that transition for that mod, uh, go ahead and share that information with us, and we'll. Oh, there's a good chance we'll get you uh, get that voicemail on the air. Yep, and don't forget about WranglerTalk.com. It's uh, also a place that you can go and to share that information. Uh, I would like for you to share it both places because we're just greedy that way. And, uh, <laughs> well, Josh, another great show. Thank you for being here. I know you got other uh, other things that are uh, more exciting to do than uh, than come here and be on this show and talk for an hour. But uh, well, you know, glad uh, you can do supper, it. Supper, for instance. Yeah, I got dinner waiting for me here as soon as I get out of the studio. So, uh, yeah, I'll be uh, heading over there to fill my belly. Oh, good. Yep, I had uh, I had something. Oh yeah, I ordered pizza tonight. Hey, there we go. Papa John's, fifty percent off. Do you know they have a deal here? Uh, the Texans is the the local team in Houston, and uh, they have a deal where if the Texans win, which you know I think that's a safe bet for Papa John's. Any Houston team uh, winning anything is like non-existent. Uh, <laughs> if, if the Texans win, you get fifty uh, percent off your order on Monday. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Papa John's here in my neck of the woods. Anytime the Portland Trailblazers are playing basketball, we get 50% off on pizza. Oh, well, good. The, yeah, I, I kind of figured they did it in more than one place. Now, uh, I just want to mention real quick, you were talking about on Jeep Tips about lighting. Now, Matt was telling me that uh, he and his buddy uh, were up on one of these Colorado mountains on his recent wheeling trip, and uh, it got dark on them, and they were having a really hard time seeing and the thing that he had on his uh, rig that he recently put on was a 42-inch LED light bar. Oh, that lucky SOB. Man, those things are so freaking cool. Well, the, his, his buddy, who only had stock lighting, or maybe some off-road lighting, uh, is going to get one. Because he yes, couldn't, sure he couldn't he believe. Because they, they got off that mountain safely because of Matt and his, his big light bar that he had on there. So, yeah, those things are cool, and the price tag is coming down, and chances are, folks, you can get one on Amazon.com. Oh, you definitely can. <laughs> and don't forget about us. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, uh, episode 95, five more, Josh. I know. Syndication, wealth, vacation, 24-7. <laughs> well, one can dream, at least. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, uh, uh, join us next week, and uh, make sure you tell your friends so we can get a few more people in here watching us live. Walkers, 
crawlers. Blood, guts, and all that is zombie. It's time for Tony and Josh to recap this week's AMC's The Walking Dead. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Y'all really had me going for a minute. I was about to be like, no way, you son of a bitches aren't going to sit there and talk about your fucking Walking Dead show for fucking five minutes or ten minutes or however the fuck long it was going to be. That shit was absolutely hilarious. Y'all really had me going there for a minute. I was about to throw my phone out the fucking window and just start listening to fucking GMZ.com or whatever so I could get in on the damn Walking Dead shit. Damn, you guys are funny. Keep up the good work, guys. Later. Denver D1, by the way. You know, if Denver D1 ever comes out of his <laughs> out of his shell. Again. I just can't get over that shit. Y'all had me going. Guys, I'm thinking there's no way you put that much work into a damn intro and shit just to fuck with me a little bit. But you guys had me rolling over when she finally gave it up. I was going to tell y'all last week, sorry I didn't call in. I wasn't feeling real good last week. But y'all sounded like a couple of bitches ever standing in line at the damn Twilight Midnight premiere waiting for your fucking tickets with eyeliner running down your face because Edward looked at you that way. Let's not get into Twilight or Vamps or fucking Walking Dead or Talking Dead. That was the funniest part. It's a Jeep podcast, fellas. Later. <laughs> yeah, it's only a month away, man. October 13th or something like that. Yeah. Well, you know, Denver doesn't breathe when he talks. Have you noticed? <laughs> He's just... <laughs> rap, 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 just rap, goes rap, rap, and goes and goes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, I still, it still makes my cheeks hurt every time, man. I hear that. Yeah, that voicemail gets me every single damn time. 